Today we are joined by J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks, and we are going to talk all about Timo Meyer, what the trade market looks like, and if there's anything on the Flames menu that looks remotely attractive for J.D. and the Sharks. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm joined by a somewhat familiar face in J.D. Young. How are you today? I'm doing well. Well on my way to a nice top five draft pick in this year's draft. So every loss brings me one step closer to one Connor Bedard. <laughs> yes. And you know, you can head on over to FanDuel, who is the sponsor of today's episode, and uh, check out, you know, maybe place a bet on uh, who's going to win the draft lottery for our friends, the Tank for Bedard train at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The the official sportsbook partner of Lockdown. So instead of offering you, um, <laughs> I'm not going to wine and dine you here with uh, some mediocre hockey and some, I mean, some pretty good prospects, but none really truly uh, good enough for Timo Meyer. But I wanted to kind of get your feel for things, and especially after the Vladimir Tarasenko trade to New York. Um, what does... Uh, Myers contract look like is there any no movement clauses or any you know all that jazz yeah so we'll, we'll talk what's with Timo Meyer because he's an interesting player since he's an RFA um, so again you they have control whoever uh, sign or whoever trades for the uh, Timo Meyer or if the Sharks want to keep him um, he is an RFA so he has one year left of, of team control the way his contract is situated um, it kind of set up is the thing, though, is to kind of – you can off, give him a one-year qualifying offer at $10 million. So if you want to just have Timo Meyer for one year next year, it's going to cost you $10 million. Uh, most teams, it seems like if they're going to trade for him, they're going to kind of extend, just like we saw with Bo Horvat, right? Yeah. Trade for the Islanders. Here's your nice eight-year extension. You're not going anywhere type of, of situation. So um, – so the Sharks are kind of in this game, kind of almost similar to what they were last year with Tomas Hurdle, right? Where Tomas Hurdle, he was a UFA after last year, but like going into it, what are the Sharks going to do with it? He's, I, I think Timo Meyer is probably the best player on the potentially available at the trade deadline this year. And there's a lot of teams already kind of bidding for his services. But um, the Sharks could also just be like, now nah, we're going to keep him and sign him to a one-year deal and kind of play this game all over again next year. Or they could sign him to a long-term extension, eight years, um, probably looking about nine, nine and a half. I think nine is, is the number where uh, Timo Meyer is looking for right now. And for a guy like Timo Meyer, that feels very fair. Um, he had 35 goals last year. He's already at 30 this year. And we're 53 games into the season. Um, he's If he stays with the Sharks, he's probably going to enter the be the fifth member of the 40-goal club for the Sharks. Uh, they've, only, they've had one 50-goal score. And they've had three 30 goal or 40 goal scorers. So, um, you know, it, it's Timo Meyer's having a very, very special season for San Jose this year. And especially on a team that is 
Uh, they stink. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so the team that is San Jose. That is San Jose. We're we're they're bad. Um, but you know, so so Timo Meyer. I mean, he is a he's a guy who shoots a lot. He, he's one of the top um, shot attempt takers in the NHL this season. He scores. Uh, he's going to score a variety of ways. If he needs to put his head down and kind of plow to the net, he can do that. He can shoot from distance. He can snipe. Um, he's going to help any team's power play. Um, he scores five on five, doesn't play penalty kill, but who like you're not paying Timo Meyer to play penalty kill. Um, you know, he has been him and Eric Carlson have been the engine of the Sharks offense this year. And while the Sharks have been bad, they actually kind of score a, way more goals than you'd expect. They just can't stop a nosebleed. That's been their problem this year. But any t- team who uh, acquires him, he's 26 years old. He'll be 27 to start uh, next season. Like you're getting somebody who's in the smack dab middle of his prime and a potential 40 goal score for the next couple of years. And even on a bad year, you're probably still getting 25 plus goals from Timo Meyer. So it's, it's not like you're getting this. This isn't a one year, like kind of one hit wonder for Timo Meyer. This is a guy who you can add to a team and still be a centerpiece for your team for years to come right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the sound of that, um, I'm sure that most listeners that are Flames fans, hopefully, um, I'm sure that they're like blotting their mouth from drooling because number one, uh, tonight, or I guess last night, they played uh, the Detroit Red Wings and had an abysmal power play performance. And that's how it's been all season. uh, The Flames are a team that are absolutely going to take a high volume of shots, no matter where they are, it's quantity over quality. And I just, (laughs) if only the flames could get it done, but do you think that he's on the move realistically? I am leaning right now, 60% that he gets traded 40% that he stays. Cause I mean, you could talk me both ways, right? Yeah. like I said, he it's not like he is a 30-year-old guy and this is the beginning of his, you know, like this is his absolute peak. Like we're going to see Timo Meyer playing really well. And while I don't expect these Sharks to be competitive for the next couple of seasons, he can still be like a guy who can help young pieces, you know, especially guys like yeah. Thomas Bordalo, William Eklund. You're going to get a top five pick in this year's draft. Like that way you're not you're not kind of throwing these young guys and you have into the the fire and you know kind of expecting it to figure things out you can kind of ease these guys in and have nhl caliber players around and not just nhl caliber, like good players around who can help kind of you know show the ropes and make life easier for these young players but um at the same time the sharks are in desperate need of a complete reboot and timo meyer is your best realistic tradable piece um Eric Carlson, I'm not, I'm not trading Eric Carlson. Um, no, I don't think the Sharks are trading Eric Carlson. Yes, um, I think my 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 conversations with you, my my slight threats to you about Eric Carlson uh, slander <laughs> uh, finally sunk in, but that's for another podcast. Um, yeah. But like, Timo Meyer is the best player on the Sharks, not named Eric Carlson, and he's the player you can move and get the most amount of assets for and I mean, the Sharks are looking for, they want a first round pick and they want a grade A prospect. And I don't think that's too much to ask for, for a guy entering his prime who could be a 40 goal scorer for basically any team. Like he's a first line winger for basically any team out there right now. Yeah. And I think that he would elevate 
any first line out there pretty much. Um, if not, then a solid top six. If you have if two hours on your second line, you are cooking with fire, buddy. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. Now, real quick before we cut to break here, but do you think things look different if uh, Hurdle got traded last year? If Hurdle got traded last year, um, I don't think – I think Timo Meyer also would have gotten would, would have gotten traded. Now, the thing that, to keep in mind, right, is Doug Wilson was still running – Doug Wilson and uh, Joe Will were running the Sharks last year. Doug mm-hmm. Wilson stepped down due to health reasons. Mike Greer w- was hired uh, this offseason to run the Sharks. And so it is a whole new front office, new coaching, new kind of everything, right? And the new philosophies. We, we're seeing the Sharks being much more patient with their prospects, which is not something we've seen with them in previous seasons. So I think if Mike Greer was running the Sharks last year, I think he would have traded Tomas Hurdle. And then I, I, that's why I lean to him kind of trading uh, Timo Meyer. I think he realizes the writing on the wall that maybe Doug Wilson was trying to kind of squeeze one more run out of this, this kind of this roster. But I think uh, Mike Greer is realizing that this team is is in need of some kind of young, talented prospects in the best. Yeah. And while Timo Meyer could still be very, very good for a very, very long time, um, I don't know if he fits the long-term outlook of the Sharks right now. So, Yeah. You know, I think that uh, this is a situation where uh, he would absolutely jumpstart that kind of rebuild, retool, freshening up and – We can definitely talk about that more next. But before we dive into that, I want to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make sports betting very easy and very fun. Download FanDuel now and you can get your Super Bowl 57 no sweat first bet. So if your first bet doesn't hit, you have a chance to get $3,000 back in bonus bets. And I I will probably just bet on something silly like the Gatorade color or, you know, how long the national anthem. Heads or tails. I do like yeah, heads or tails. Like, yes. Nothing that's going to make my, I hope both teams lose. Uh, stress-free event stressful <laughs> do you have any uh stake in this uh my mom is a die-hard born in philly eagles fan uh okay. but i do like watching patrick mahomes so yes i am uh i am just hoping for a good game but if i had to pick two bets i do love me a travis kelsey touchdown and a jalen hurts rushing touchdown those are my two favorite mm-hmm. bets i think uh yeah I think that those are definitely good ones. I feel like the Travis Kelsey one is an automatic lock. So we'll have to see how that goes. So you can head on over to FanDuel.com today and sign up for your for no sweat first bet. I always want to switch those up, but it's FanDuel.com slash, slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Locked On Flames and Locked On Sharks. You can catch us both wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, make sure you're subscribing and being nice and leaving nice reviews and comments because we support positivity here and we just want a nice, healthy environment for non 
I, I feel like this is just a basic conversation. There's no arguments here. I'm uh, not, not going to offer that, you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, it's, it, the internet is such a heavy place sometimes and people take sports so seriously. Like we had um, a clip about head injuries and not wanting players brains to be scrambled eggs, reach the wrong side of Twitter. And it just, it went South. It went, how it, it went, dare you not want them to risk their lives for my entertainment? But. Yeah, no, exactly. So we were talking about that. And, you know, it just, sometimes you just have to be nice. Just spread a little positivity. Take five seconds to throw a five-star review and let people know that you enjoy their show. Yep. But what do you think is truly going to happen? Do you think that the Sharks are going to play smart and get him out of the conference? Um, I think they were like the whole trading in the division and stuff like that. Like uh, it's, I think it's a little bit overrated, right? Especially for a team like the Sharks where it's not like the Sharks are competing for a playoff spot. And if the Sharks traded Timo Meyer to the Flames, um, they're, that is hurting the Sharks chances of making a playoff spot. Like, if the Flames offer the best package, uh, spoiler, they're probably not going to be able to offer the best, but we will get there in a minute. But, like, <laughs> if that team offers the best package, you have to take it. Your job as a – if you're general manager of my career, your job is to try to put the Sharks in the best position to succeed in the future, um, whether that's draft picks, whether that's prospects, whatever, whether that's young NHL-caliber players – Whatever you get back, and you never know with draft pick. I mean, the Sharks fans will know, right? Sharks traded Eric Carlson, uh, traded for Eric Carlson from the Senators. Uh, one of those picks, you know, under you know a, a 2019, uh, or sorry, was it 2019, 2020, 2020 first round pick? We'll be fine. Sharks will be good then, right? Playoff team. That pick ended up being the third overall pick, and the Sens got Tim Stuchel out of it. Like, you never, never know with picks and type of thing and who knows right type of thing but again you have to kind of play the odds of what what picks and what packages are going to set my team up for future success and i think that is mike greer's job right now i think he went to the season trying to kind of give these guys one last chance of like hey let's see what this team can do etc etc i know they traded brett burns the offseason um gave him a chance to try to go win a cup with carolina you know like we're going to add some NHL caliber players and, you know, that way, again, we don't have to ask our, our prospects to kind of rush into this, but you know, the, this, this Sharks team is just not very good and they've had terrible goaltending and Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson have been kind of the bright spots for this team. So if you can kind of, you know, take a Timo Meyer who's having a career season and turn him into something good in the future, I think you're, if you're my career, you have to do that. Yeah, you know, this could be a situation where years down the road, you're building the trade tree and how everything spiraled into one thing or another. And that's, that's, again, that's kind of the fun part of hockey is realizing where everything came from and tracing it all back. But at the same time, you're like, this could be absolutely horrible to trace back. And I don't think we ever need to discuss that again. (laughs) Yes. you know, I think with the Tyler Sagan trade for Boston and how those seven players uh, that were traded for are no longer, almost positive, no longer in the NHL. And he's still having fun. Yeah, he had a, yeah, did he hit a thousand games recently or something like that? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, which. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> 
Oh boy, that was yeah, that was uh, that was a real real eye opener. But do you think realistically the Sharks could bump up some of their prospects in this second half of the season? I mean, we could see guys like William Eklund and Bordalo who have been playing really well for the Barracuda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bordalo was the uh, Barracuda's representative in the AHL All-Star game. Um, Eklund has really kind of turned it on, I think, since about November, about Thanksgiving or so. I think he's really kind of figured out uh, his game in the AHL. And he, I think he is now third in amongst AHL scores under the age of 21. Like he is, he's really kind of figured out his groove down there. And um, I think they will get NHL time this season, probably as a, as a bit of a reward. Like, Hey, you guys have been playing well, come up, play a couple games. If you do well, we'll keep you up. If not send you back down, you know exactly what you need to work on type of, of situation. But again, Mike Greer, like I said, he's been very patient. He's been trying to kind of work on this Barracuda team and get these guys to get, playing meaningful playoff style hockey. Um, and I know the Barracuda right now are kind of fighting for their playoff lives in the AHL. Um, yeah, I think they're eight, seventh or eighth in the Pacific. So like they're, they're going to be fighting and they're going to be playing meaningful hockey from here on out to try yeah. to get into the playoffs. And this is a good experience for them, right? Sharks haven't been to the playoffs and this is going to be the fourth year in a row. And it doesn't look like they're going to be making the playoffs anytime soon. Um, so I, I, I think this is a good opportunity for some of these young guys to kind of, learn on the fly and get this experience that is going to help them as, as they kind of move on with their hockey careers. But I do expect guys like Borland and Ekwon to be playing in the NHL, get a couple games this year at some point. So that's good. I mean, I think like you said, it's good to reward them. So they know that they're not banished to <laughs> yes. the AHL. Uh, not that, you know, the flames prospects have any idea. Do they, what that is. I mean, I know when they the flame the prospects they lose their names when they go up to the NHL. Yes, uh, yeah, they, they, they just they disappear don't. off the back of their jerseys and such. Yeah, so. they just turn into just who are you? What number are you again? Um, you might see ice time, right. or you might just spend the whole road trip scratched and you don't see anything. Hey, at least but, you get the NHL per diem. So yeah, exactly. Like you know, at least the checks are clearing, and that's really, I guess, all you can ask for when not really working. I guess you're yes, so. watching, but I think you know the biggest difference between the Flames prospects and just kind of like the trade pieces that could be there for the Flames is that our prospects are old. <laughs> like you just mentioned, um, you know, being a top three scorer under the age of 21. Uh, I'm pretty sure Matthew Phillips is like 24 years old. Like that's not, that's not a prospect anymore. Like, you, I always wonder where, what, like, where do you, the cutoff, right. Of like, okay, this guy's a prospect and this guy, like, when is the cutoff? That, that's, right. that's always been like my internal, my internal struggle of like, when you guys like, okay, this guy's no longer a prospect. Yeah. yeah like, is it 22, 23 at the oldest? Like, I don't know if it's games played in the NHL. Yeah. yeah it's, it's always been uh, ambiguous to me. Cause yeah, it's like some guys like, oh yeah, that guy's still a prospect. But then like some guys who've been in the NHL for, you know, forever. And it's like, right. they're younger type of thing. But anyway. Yeah. Like, it, I guess it just all depends on, you know, mm-hmm. whatever their CBA says and <laughs> all that fun stuff. But, you know, I think coming up next, I can, uh, you know, I'm not going to seriously offer you a trade package, but I'm going to tell you 
probably what some armchair GM would try to sell you here on Locked On Flames. And thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode. And as always, remember to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and you can follow JD at, at my fry hole. I knew Say that with a serious face. Yeah. <laughs> I knew going into this that I was not going to be able to get you to say yes to anything unless I offered you like Dustin Wolf, who would solve all of your goaltending issues. That's but the I'm not doing that. That's the one, right? Because the Sharks, we'll start with Dustin Wolf, right? And again, the Sharks, they they don't have that clear cut like this guy's going to be a dude goaltender mm-hmm. and Dustin Wolf is going to be a dude. Like we, I've watched enough Barracuda. I've watched the Barracuda play the flames enough. I've watched, you know, of course uh, when, when the Calgary Wranglers used to be the Stockton flames, you know, we Barracuda fans, we got a, a nice taste of Dustin Wolf and Dustin Wolf is going to be a dude in the NHL. Um, if you started with that and try to build out a package, I think we could have a conversation there. Because, uh, the, like I said, the Sharks, they have some intriguing prospects, but they don't have a guide where you can be like, I can see him playing in the NHL for 10 years. Yeah, that, that's very fair. You know, I think that if Jacob Markstrom wasn't looking like the way that he is right now with three years left on his contract and... Uh, Dan Vladar is up at the same time, and I'm not sure about Dustin Wolf, but, um, you know, I would probably be more confident in offering you that, but I, at this very moment, no, um, just because, <laughs> again, they the Flames have not had a solid goaltender in a very long time, and for them to have Dustin Wolf coming up, it's almost a weight off of their shoulders. Yeah. Uh, and like peaking at cap friendly. I don't, I don't know the flames cap situation inside out, but they're kind of going to be in some cap issues here recently too. So having a guy like Justin Wolf, who uh, if you're, maybe you, you offload Vladard this season, you think Wolf is ready to kind of take that. Having a guy who's making basically as cheap as you possibly can. Um, and as you're trying to work around the fringes, like having a guy on, on a, elc or a small contract like that for the next few years um that that's something that you have to look at team building wise and yeah i I, again are you if you trade for timo meyer are the flames going to be able to afford to extend timo meyer and are you giving up a potential goaltender of the future for a four-month rental timo meyer right now exactly which is why like i think especially with the Flames kind of playing that serious middle-of-the-road hockey, I am not comfortable giving them, giving anyone a first-round pick or Matthew Phillips, Connor Zari, or um, Pelletier. I just, I feel like it's too much for the way the Flames are playing. If this was last year and they were playing at that high level consistently and just having an outstanding season, then I would say, hey, sure, why not? But only, only if that Gaudreau or Kachuk extension got inked during the season. That's that's it because you you have some uh, wiggle room there in security. Mm-hmm. But I just I see people talking about you know oh well we can just give them you know who Cole I think it's Cole Schwinn uh, yeah who came over in the Kachuk trade uh, sounds like an NPC it does not sound like a real person. And, um, you know, I think it was like Adam Rosichka or something. And like, that'll do it. That is not going to do it. Do you, 
especially right now again because like like i said who else out there who is who's the best player on the the trade market right now like i think it's Timo meyer if you if there's plenty of other good guys out there but like you know, you look at like daily faceoff. Timo Meyer is the number one player on their their trade board. You know, Same with TSN. To most that Timo Meyer is the best player out there, and it's not like it's just the Flames asking for. It's <laughs> you know you have the Devils who can offer a ton of stuff, right? Um, please don't yell at me, Devils fans. Um, you can also you look at the the Hurricanes, right? The Hurricanes yeah. are in it. They have a lot of high quality prospects. They, they even though they draft late, they're they're very good at at finding those diamonds in the rough, right? Yep. You know, you look at Boston, who's a freaking juggernaut. They don't have the prospects, but like they have some young guys, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they're willing to give up Fabian Lysel, who's, I guess, their only prospect, really. Like there's there's plenty of team or a team like Detroit who are like the Sabres, right? The Sabres have yeah. a ton of amazing prospects. Um, they're a team on the rise right now. They maybe they look at this as more of a long-term play where Timo Meyer is going to fit with their core for the next few years. And they have a bunch of guys that they can give up right now and to try to kind of accelerate their, their core. So that's why I think if you're a team, I mean, if the flames want to get desperate and offer, like here's everybody, I think that's their only realistic, only chance of, of being and go all in this season to try to win a cup. And especially in a, a Western conference, which is, kind of weird right i mean you have seattle um you've got the kings yeah. the vegas is kind of falling here recently um colorado i it's it feels like we're all just waiting for colorado to wake up at some point um i know they've been playing a little bit better but we, we haven't seen like juggernaut colorado come to life yet you know and i know the stars are playing well winnipeg's playing well but it's just no team where you're just like yeah that's the team right now and <laughs> you could you could talk yourselves into a lot of teams right now yeah, no, I think that that's a really good way to put it, too, because, you know, there are a considerable number of teams in the East that you're like, that's that. It's like, you know, him. it's going to be Boston like you're Yeah, it's like Boston. Um, you could see, you know, the Lightning, the Lightning have been until the Lightning lose. You have to continue. Just to, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Carolina is, is a freaking juggernaut, too. Like you. And, you know, you, there's a lot of teams where you can like, okay, yeah, I can see that in the West. Like, you could throw a bunch of names in the hat, and I like if the Kraken come out of the West, would you be really that surprised? No, no. Martin jo- the Martin Jones redemption story would be amazing, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that would. <laughs> but be- like, there would, yeah, like if the if the Kraken decide to they want to go for it this year, and you know, and be bold and make a big trade and, or something like that, or like the Stars, you know, they have Jason Robertson, they have a lot of veteran guys, like. They have Ottinger, who base almost won the series last year against the Flames. Like yeah. Ottinger is capable of stealing a series. So yeah, I mean, I think if the Flames wanted to talk themselves into it, give up the entire future. No Sutter's. We know Sutter doesn't like children anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, and just give up their future and be like, we know we can't resign Timo Meyer. We're gonna go for it this year. We'll give up everything. Here's a first round pick. Here's if you want two or three of our best prospects have at it. I mean, that I think that's the only way. You know, I think that that could be an extreme decision that does get made. I think that, you know, it is Brad Tree Living's contract year. So, and there's been rumblings of Daryl Sutter just like promoting himself back to general manager. So we'll have to see. Um, maybe Tree Living gives it one last Hail Mary to earn that extension. But I, I really don't see it happening. 
which is why I couldn't in good faith come on here and be like, here is my 27-year-old prospect <laughs> played 900 AHL games. Like, I, <laughs> do you want Brett Sutter? Like, <laughs> do you? I don't think anyone wants him. No offense. But, you know, thank you so much for, you know, keeping Flames fans in the loop of what the market looks like why realistically this cannot and will not happen for the flames and just being a pleasure to talk to and, you know, providing the good insight of the AHL as well. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a blast as always, Jess, um, Jess, where can the people find you? You can find me at Twitter on Jess Belmosto. And you can find the show at Lockdown Flames wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, YouTube as well. Can y'all leave some five-star ratings? Because the internet is cruel. You say one bad take and all of a sudden, one star, one star. So, you know, we're just yep. five stars all around for both shows. And where can my friends here at Locked on Flames find you, Jake? Uh, you can find me at my fry hole. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Facebook and Instagram. Also at Locked on Sharks. Listen, of course, wherever you get podcasts and you can subscribe on YouTube as well. If you're into the draft, um, I highly recommend. I think my draft coverage is uh, one of the yeah. best things that I do um, right now. Every week, a draft profile on um heading through the draft and as the offseason will those will get bumped up so yes plenty of, of fun stuff coming on over at locked on sharks so yes your draft coverage and your ahl coverage is absolutely top tier and your interviews are always great um and thank you for coming on after did the sharks lose tonight uh they did thank you yes yeah so you know thank you for <laughs> uh giving me your time after the sharks lost in florida uh and until next time have a good one